Assalamu alaikum. It is Wednesday, the 3rd of November 2021. And uh, in our series, Reflections on the Holy Quran, this is broadcast number 273. And uh, these days we are uh, looking at the meanings of the words in uh, verse 94 of Al-Baqarah, the second chapter of the Holy Quran. And uh, this is the fifth broadcast in that series. Just to remind you that um, the founder of the Lahore India community, which brings you these broadcasts, was Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Rahmatullah. And uh, his teaching was that although people say that at least one more Prophet will come after the Holy Prophet Muhammad. This is incorrect because the Holy Quran says that uh, the Holy Prophet was Khatmun um, Nabiyyin and the Holy Prophet explained this by saying Ana Khatmun Nabiyyin La Nabiyyabadi I am Khatmun Nabiyyin There is no Prophet after me So now no Prophet will come whether an old Prophet or a new one However, when the Muslim community needs guidance, then reformers, Mujiddadeen will come and they will point out the errors in uh, beliefs and practices of the Muslim community. This will naturally give rise to differences of opinion and what the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu wasallam had said that if such differences lead to research and investigation and debate and advancement of knowledge then these differences are a blessing for the Ummah. But what happens is that people jump to calling each other kafir and heretic and out of fold of Islam and uh, God knows what else. And the Holy Prophet Muhammad had said that if one reciter of the Kalima says to another reciter of the Kalima that you are not a Muslim, 
then it is the person saying it is who is closer to heresy. And Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed stressed this. Even a day before his death, he mentioned this. That uh, a reciter of the Kalima is forbidden to say to another reciter of the Kalima that you are not a Muslim. Similarly, people believe that verses are missing from the Holy Quran. Some say Surah Rajam, some say Ayar, uh, some say uh, Ayar Rajam, some say Surah Balayat, and so on. But Hazrat Mirabhramayamad said that no verse, no prophetic revelation received by the Holy Prophet Muhammad is missing from the Holy Quran. Also, people say that some verses of the Holy Quran have been abrogated. But that no verse of the Holy Quran was, is or ever shall be abrogated. This is absolutely wrong. And most importantly, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam stressed the need for jihad. And he said that every Muslim must conduct a jihad every second of his life, every moment of his life. But jihad is defined by the Holy Prophet Muhammad, who when returning from fighting, said that Muslims are returning from the minor jihad to the major jihad and then explained that the major jihad is jihad bin nafs, a fight against our own inner desires. So with that, let us turn to today's topic. As I said, verse 94 of Al-Baqarah. A'uzu billahi minash shayyatanirrajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Qul in kanat lakum darul akhiratu indallahi khalifatan min dunin nasi fatamannul mauta in kuntum fadiqin say if the abode of the hereafter with Allah is specifically for you, to the exclusion of the other people, then invoke death if you are truthful. And interestingly, this is also something that Muslims insist on, but anyway, that's not today's topic. The two words we're going to look at today are Nas uh, and uh, So let us turn to the dictionary and see what the dictionaries tell us. 
So the first one, its root is noon va seen, and it occurs in the Holy Quran. Two hundred and forty-one times, as in chapter two, verse eight, "Waminan nasi, man yaqulu amanna billahi wa billah wa biliyom al-akhiri wa maahum bimu'minin." So, "Waminan nasi," the people. In chapter two, verse twenty-one, Ya Yuhanasu Subudu Rabbakumulazi Halakakum, mankind. Another place, chapter two, verse twenty-four, Waku Waku Duha Waku Duhanasu Walhijaratu, men. Now you see the word is nas here, and in chapter two verse eight you can see it's translated as the people, because nas includes everyone. Similarly, chapter two verse twenty-one, ya yuha ya yohan nasu translation generally is mankind. I think it might be better in some in, in these places to translate that, for example, here rather than mankind, humanity, or humans, and uh, I mean people is non-gender. It includes men, women, everyone, and humanity, humankind again is gender neutral. The Arabic words are gender neutral, but the thing was that uh, when these translations were being done at the time, uh, <clears throat> in in English and so on, you didn't have words like humankind and so on. You had mankind. Um, and so this is how they got translated. But uh, even at that time, I suppose, or uh, uh, humans or or humanity might have been better, which were more gender neutral, uh, etc., and closer to the Arabic. I would I would suggest. Uh, so all the, the point I'm making is that although, if you look at this, uh, you know, in lots of places too. Chapter two, verse two, uh, forty-three, in Allah, <coughs> etc. Fadlin alan nasi, in Allah alazu, fadlin alan nasi, and the translation is mankind, and it gives the impression of Islam being sort of you know. Uh, a religion that sort of ignores women, um, but that's not the case. I would suggest that these are uh, 
these translations are tainted by how things were in English-speaking world at the time these translations took place. Um, you know, better uh, expressions might have been for humanity uh, rather than mankind and, uh, and, and so on. So anyway, but enough of that. So let us go to, I mean, the, it, it, with these you have a lot of technical discussions about Annaso and, you know, uh, various things, but I'm not going to go into that. I simply want to look at how these words apply to us and, uh, um, you know, what their uh, um, uh, message is for us, to allow us to live our lives in the best possible way. And, uh, for example, chapter 104, verse 1, Seek, I refuge, say, I seek refuge in the Lord of the people. Rabbinas, Rab, God, Lord, Creator. Again, the word is Nas. But its meaning is, I mean, it doesn't mean if you translate it, and it's frequently, frequently translated as, I seek protection for the Lord or the creator of men. I mean, does that mean that uh, uh, women weren't created by God? This is why I disagree with this translation of Nas's men. Uh, I see protection in the creator of people, humanity, humankind, uh, etc. But sometimes uh, uh, here, you know, it applies to everyone, the whole of humanity. But sometimes, uh, although a group is being referred to, it's not the whole of humanity. But then it's qualified by something else. Aminu kama ama nannasu. Chapter 2, verse 30. Believe. Believe like the others did. So here, nas is not one particular human being. It's not the whole of humanity. It is a particular group. Those before those who have gone before and who would believed. Um, similarly, in chapter 4, verse 54, um, it is said that uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to increase the resolution here. Oh, here we are. <laughs> Min Fadli and they're jealous of what Allah has 
bless them with. So again, this is, doesn't apply to one person, or this doesn't apply to the whole humanity, but we are talking about a group, a particular group. Um, so, um, you know, as with all Arabic words, you have to be very careful and uh, sort of look at the context very carefully. Otherwise, you are likely to be misled into, um, um, you know, misunderstanding the, uh, uh, the meaning or the message of the Holy Quran. So let's now go to the next word. And its uh, triliteral root is Minunya, which occurs in the Holy Quran 21 times in six derived forms. So these three are combined to make six different words and the first one is oh sorry no the, the most frequently used is six times it is umniyat umniyat and six times as yatamanna so that six times each three times as tamanna and twice, oh sorry, three times as Yumna as well. Uh, and twice as Yumni. And once as uh, Manni. And just to, for those who speak Urdu, one of the derivations, the Manna. That word is used in Urdu. The common word in Urdu meaning desire, wish, wanting something or other. So <clears throat> to wish, to desire, um, desire itself, etc. And uh, interestingly, in one place, this word is used as semen, I mean semen. So, let's have a look at this and see what, uh, I can find it. There we are. As I said, its uh, uh, root is Meem Noon Ya and uh, its basic meaning Al Manju it means to estimate and uh, those of you who uh, come from India, Pakistan etc. they will know that Man is a weight. You know like we have grams and kilograms and and whatever uh, pounds and so on and ounces 
there there is a weight man <clears throat> and i think that word is used the word uh, estimating because um, you know these measures lengths and uh, widths and uh, weights and so on they're not god ordained people just got together and uh, decided you know this thing we'll call that it's 10 kilo or it's 1 kilo or one man so when you say that this thing is 1 uh, kilo you are estimating that it's the same weight as the standard 1 kilo or here standard 1 man this is why the word uh, for the weight is taken from the word which means to estimate and then we have alam yaqu nutfatam mimmaniyuna chapter 75 verse 37 was it not a drop that was placed in the womb or in chapter 53 verse 46 min nutfatin iza tumna and sperm that is placed in the womb so yeah <clears throat> it is the god's power that determines what comes from placing that sperm in the womb could be boy could be a girl could be uh, the um a murderer could be someone who invents the cure for uh, well these days let's say coronavirus and uh, so on so you know people estimate they guess what uh, uh, is going to happen um you know with the, what is in the in the womb and uh, you know like one way of guessing is that uh, you know they give uh, names and some of the names are uh, you know based on uh, you know on the qualities that you want the baby to have when he or she grow up uh, this is why in islam you know before islam people used to uh, um, give their children horrible names you know names like terrifier and uh, this kind of thing and islam forbade that it said give them uh, good names that show good qualities rather than bad qualities again when you were uh, um, uh, form an idea in your head about something based on its description the word for that is atta manni so you know someone describes something and then you know you make up a picture of that in in your head but it could be 
and it mostly probably is wrong because you've guessed it. So generally it turns out to be wrong. And this is why this word is uh, used for um, um, wrong type of desires that people uh, uh, develop in their uh, hearts. Um, and uh, when we have, uh, then we have the verse of the Holy Quran. Matamanna wul mauta, the verse we are discussing now. Then desire, then desire death and see what happens. And uh, you, you can see that, uh, you know, the, 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 this, this word uh, expresses untruths and lies and so on as well, because you're guessing at things. Uh, for example, in verse uh, 78, chapter 2, وَمِنْ هُمْ أُمِّيُّونَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ الْكِتَابَ إِلَّا أَمَانِيَّ and some are ignorant, and what they do is, they, they don't know God's guidance, but they just follow their own wrong ideas, desires, thoughts, and so on. Their false desires, their false ideas and uh, <clears throat> and so on so now there is one verse of the holy quran which which has been mistranslated misunderstood whatever you want to call it in a very dangerous way this has happened to many verses of the uh, of the holy quran uh, that uh, you know people translate that and uh, or think it and then they don't realize the uh, uh, consequences and that uh, is chapter 22 verse 52 and we haven't sent before you any messenger or prophet but when he desired something is our tamanna then what would the devil do he would put something in that and the book, Rushdi's book, Satanic Verses, uh, etc., was based on the misinterpretation of this verse of the Holy Quran by Muslims themselves. So we, when we find something that is incorrect, we should correct it rather than keep insisting and saying, you know, mom this or mom that uh, said that, so it can't be wrong. And then when uh, those who disagree with us and so on, 
they point to these um, uh, uh, things and uh, you know create uh, uh, problems. Here we are talking about what do prophets and uh, uh, messengers desire? They desire that the Ummah remains pure and so on. They don't go astray. They followed. They follow God's guidance and become an ideal group, examplers for uh, the whole of humanity. And, uh, <clears throat> but it is not, it is not the prophet's desire, the messenger's desire, that something is added to, but the desires of his ummah, those who followed him, or those at the time that the prophet appeared, when he said, I received this revelation, his opponents would add something to it and make it something else and alter it. That's one thing. Another thing is, this is why God kept on sending prophets because the believers, the followers of those prophets would keep on distorting their, their messages by adding by adding things to them. So this is, you can see how dangerous it is that uh, if you don't guard against uh, uh, misinterpreting the uh, uh, Holy Quran as our um, um, commentators have done by translating this as the desire of the Prophet himself that is sort of, uh, you know, the devil adds something to that. That's a very dangerous concept. If the devil can add to what a prophet is saying or doing, okay, then how do we know which part of the revelation is untainted by the devil and directly from God and which part has been tainted by the devil. It leaves nothing of the religion. You can't rely on anything. So <clears throat> the classical translation, in my opinion, uh, was incorrect. And uh, you know, uh, these were great people who did great service to Islam and uh, they were trying to spread it and so on. So they made a mistake in one place. Rather than condemn them, condemn them, we should pray to Allah to uh, reward them for all the good that they did. But that does not mean to say that any mistakes they made, we keep following them for no reason. With that, I take my leave of you with the prayer that whoever you are, wherever you may be, may Allah keep the whole of humanity safe and sound and free from harm. Until we meet again tomorrow at the same time, I take my leave of you. Assalamu alaikum, khuda hafiz and
Goodbye.